lights, camera, action. Hey, guys, I'm great in it, but you already knew that. And I'm your guide through the deep dive of the world of movies right here on the Director's Cup, exclusively on the Bloodlight Entertainment Network. Check down below in the description. You'll find everything you need to know about the Bloodline Entertainment Network from our website at bloodlinenetwork.com to our Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, Twitch, and even now on Kick. We're doing gaming on Kick, so you guys can check that out as well. You can also follow me, Graydon, at the Bin Buster right down below, right here on YouTube, as well as all my social media are down below as well. Before I begin tonight with our major Marvel meltdown, what is exactly is that I'm going to take you guys through topics and we're, and I'm going to discuss these topics as to why I think may Marvel is in for a major meltdown of their franchise of Marvel studios and their franchises of the MCU. But before we do that, let's see who's in our chat here live tonight. Oh, uh, we got the Rose slapper himself streets. Yo, what's up, man? Welcome. We got TK himself. Yo, what's up G I'm doing good. Tim, how are you, man? Dom as well. Uh, we have my brother from my movie collect, one of my bros from my movie collecting community on face on YouTube right here. Jagoda, what's up, man? My other brother, D Ray, and my other brother, Hunter, right here. Smash that like button. Yeah, that's right, everyone. Hit smash that like button. Hit that bell notification. Whenever Bloodline goes live, you will be notified and share and like and subscribe as well. So, who else is here tonight? Let's see. We got Courtney's here. What's up, Courtney? How are you doing? Happy birthday to Ivan from the Circle of Debate podcast right here on the Bloodline Network. Happy birthday, man. Hope it's a good one. Here we go. You're right, D-Ray. Here we go. Justin, what's up, man? What's up, Justin? Uh, and I believe that's it. Okay. So, first, what first thing we're going to do is I'm going to talk about the writer strike that's going on and how that's going to affect Marvel. Because we all know last time when writer strike happened it was twenty it was two thousand seven, but that was because writers weren't getting paid properly and there was just too little writers with too much work to do. Now the writer strike is because of streaming rights. The studios get the streaming rights, producers get streaming rights. The writers don't get streaming rights at all. They get paid once and that's it, and that's why that this strike is happening for equal pay. What what does this have to, in effect, anything that was already filmed or anything that was already in production or currently filming is not affected by the writer strike. It's everything that hasn't been written yet that's involved with the writer strike. Why am I saying this? Most of Phase Five probably hasn't. Most of Phase Five hasn't been written yet in Marvel. I know some of some of the DC stuff has already been written and is in pre-production, but I mean Marvel stuff, unless they've written it out in advance, which I highly doubt. <laughs> by the way some of their movies are and some of their tv shows are i highly doubt that they actually have figured this stuff out in advance and have paid accordingly because i know that they haven't done they overwork their um their graphics they over their um cgi stuff they overwork those people so without further ado let's get into some of these other topics first one i want to talk about is the first name right here in my major marvel meltdown the biggest villain since Thanos, King the Conqueror, Jonathan Majors. As we all know, we've heard that he has been accused of beating his ex-girlfriend, well, physically abusing her. Well, 
we don't condone that here. So, however, there's always instances to proven guilty. He says he's innocent. Megan Good, who's his girlfriend, says he's innocent. What's up, Ryan? How are you doing tonight, man? Um, he's proven himself wanting to be innocent, but if it comes out that this actually did happen, not only is it painful for his burgeoning career, but it puts Marvel in a tailspin because they have to figure out what they're going to do next in regards to King the Conqueror. Because we're in a multiversal saga right now. We have the Infinity Saga. We're in a multiversal saga right now. And King is your ultimate baddie in this. We have King Dynasty coming up with event as another Avengers movie right before Secret Wars. So, yeah, they were planning for King being their next big baddie for the next couple of years. And if Jonathan Majors is found guilty, they're going to scramble to try either recast or cut ties with Kang. And I think I know of a way they could do it. You could bring in Doctor, you could bring in like Doctor Doom or somebody else who wipes the Kangs because we saw all the Kings at the end of Quantumania in that little citadel. He just wipes them all out there, and now that's your main villain. Or you recast him as one of the other Kangs and say, "Oh, this is one of the other Kangs there." But then you have to explain Ramatut. Um, and the other two guys, um, Immortus and um, the Silver Centurion, at the end of Quantumania, you have to explain how those three guys, who are the original Kang, they're all three the original Kang. You have to describe how they are not this guy who you recast. So that's something else that these guys need to figure out. It also comes out to Tenuk Huerta, who you know, guys might know his name more in the Wakanda Forever movie. Wakanda forever. Yeah, it's literally about an hour or so away from me. Wakanda, yeah. <laughs> I'm right here in Illinois. So for those of you guys, that's a we have a Wakanda here. So yeah. Anyways, I, I joke with that. But he has been accused of sexual assault. I mean, here's Namor, a guy who is a foundational block in Marvel Comics. He's a foundational character. He's one of their big characters. Solo characters, that is, in their comic book universe. And I mean, honestly, you he's accused of sexual assault. This is going to be devastating for them because he was supposed to get his own solo movie. He was supposed to also show up again in other things. So this is detrimental to that movie and what's coming forward as well. The other thing that's a Major news. I don't know if you guys have seen Secret Evasion. I mean, I, I've seen the first episode. It's actually pretty good as a spy thriller. It's a good show. They're on the right track with something like this. They they took their time and they worked it out and they flushed it out. However, they decided to use a um, one of those um, chat GPIs for an AI generator to do their opening title sequence. And it looks atrocious. Check it out. Uh, check it out on YouTube. After you're done here, check it out on YouTube. And you guys can see how that looks. It just looks really awful. And if this is what we have to look forward to, I'm Marvel should have just taken a break after after Endgame. And honestly, that's what I thought think they should have done was after Endgame, you take a year or two, maybe even three years off, and then you restart again. Why? Because Endgame felt final. And when you recently come back with Black Widow, Thor, Love and Thunder, Shang-Chi, WandaVision, Loki, 
a lot of these shows in phase four and movies are just that they're just here. They, they didn't really tie in together until we got to like Dr. Strange of the Multiverse Madness, which I have to say is probably by far one of the best in phase four. One of the best, if not the best movie in phase four. Then you have the joke that is Thor Love and Thunder and Man and Wasp Quantumania. We could see in these two films that quality is starting to go downhill. Look at Heidel's son in there. You people want to argue the flashes. They, they, they want the flash movie that's it. They want to argue the CGI. Well, Thor Love and Thunder had a horrible CGI of Heindel's son's head showing up when he's talking to Thor because that's his ability. And that's horrible CGI right there. But no one bats an eye on that. So you see, they're overworking their CGI crews. And even something like that, you overwork them, you overwork your actors people may not start wanting to work with you anymore. These movies, yeah, it might make you billions at the box office, although Ant-Man Wasp barely didn't even break uh, 750,000. Uh, Thor Love and Thunder barely broke 750,000. Guardians of the Galaxy is going to break a billion here soon, which was by far their best of Phase 5 right now because Phase 5 started with Ant-Man Wasp Quantumania. It started there, horrible CGI with um, horrible villain, not not Kang, but uh, Modok. How they did that, butchered that character. It's just kind of pissed off a lot of comic fans. Literally, it did, and they don't care. They don't care. Even Samuel Jackson's recently come out and says, "You don't like Brie Larson? F you." Really, Samuel L. Jackson's told the fans to f off because of the actress Brie Larson that they, if they don't like her, they can, they can F off. Samuel Jackson, who's a tent bag, a foundational piece of your MCU has just told you the fan base to do that. And then he comes out and says, Oh, he's, he's excited for inclusion now because he calls them all Miss Marvel, Marco Rambo, Kamala Khan. They're all, they're all Captain Marvel. Now he, he retracted his steps. Sam, no one's going to forget what you said originally to these fans. And, <laughs> and and this fan base. So here's the other thing. Quality over quantity. Phase four was all over the place. Phase four. Uh, how do I want to say this politely and nicely? Had no direction. Like it had no direction. The movies were... We got a Black Widow movie that should have been done in phase one, right before Avengers, or even right after Avengers. And even a Hawkeye TV show that didn't even mention Budapest. What happened in Budapest? I want to know. I want to know. But they completely fell on the wayside there. Why should they be invested in Black in the Black Widow movie when I already know she's dead? The way they did that was kind of weird. Like, oh, there she's here. We want to get this first female. Avengers movie out and then boom uh, Captain Marvel came out first and fans didn't really care for it yeah and Black Widow came out after it should have been out Loki season 2 is kind of done with production but they're waiting until to release it till after August 3rd to see what the Jonathan Major situation is so we may not get Loki until much more before like November 
right before Thanksgiving, right around Thanksgiving, Christmas, the holiday season. We might not get Loki until then. That is the writer's strike does not affect the Screen Actors Guild. And that's where I want to go next is the Screen Actors Guild. There's a rumor going around all of Hollywood that the Screen Actors Guild might be striking next as a way of saying, yes, we side with <laughs> we side with the writers. Because you see, actors get paid for the movie. If it's a major motion picture, a box office blockbuster, kind of like Marvel, a franchise like this, where they could get rights for their likenesses and T-shirts, toys, stuff like that, they make more money that way. But other actors just make money make money per movie. So they might be starting to strike. We're, we're starting to strike. If they start striking, this is done for for that. Yeah, Jagoda. I think the TV shows were burn, burnouts for Marvel. Yeah. Yeah, I, I agree there. It it's definitely seems like it's burnout. It's like, oh, we have all these ideas. Let's just throw them up here and see what sticks. Albeit, some of them are creative. Like, Loki was great. It was a good one. WandaVision was creative. But that was, a, what if was good. But that was about it. In Phase 4, I mean, I didn't care for Eternals. I thought it was bad. Of uh, People were complaining about that. Um, Thor Love and Thunder was horrible. They just make Thor look like an idiot, and he's the smartest and strongest Avenger, but they can make him look like an idiot in this movie. Um, Black Panther, Wakanda Forever, didn't have Chadwick Boseman, and that was felt. Like, you could tell that the movie was completely changed because they went one way with Chadwick with him in there, and when he died, they completely revamped it, and in some ways it worked, some ways it didn't work. It all depends on who you ask for that. But you see, why is Marvel ready for a major milestone? I, I shared some of these things with you guys. I mean, there's way too much content. You have to be invested in everything. You have to watch four TV shows, eight movies just to understand what's going on. Just to understand what's going on. That's what it is right now. We were getting a Moon Knight season two. That might be pushed back. In fact, I actually have a list here of Stuff being pushed back by um, Marvel. Give me one second to bring up my list. Do, 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 do. Oh, yeah, right here. Marvel has delayed the upcoming releases. Deadpool 3, not until May 2024 now. But they supposedly moved that up six months since this release. And that was six months earlier. So right around, no, it's right around Christmas. And it might come out. Captain America 4, they changed the name from. New World Order to Brave New World. That's been pushed back to August 2024. Thunderbolts have been pushed back to December 20th of 2024. Blade in February 25. Kang Dynasty, May 26. Secret Wars, May 27. Shang-Chi 2 and Spider-Man 4 have still yet to be determined. A lot of that has to do with the writer's strike, but also they are thinking that they can work on these movies and they'll be good. I mean, that they will have time for the CGI to come in. That is if it's not rushed. I mean, they, 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 the last phase, they were just churning out too much content all at once. And when you churn out that much content, you get burnout. Not only from your actors, from your production team, from your writers, from your um, graphic designers to your special effects people. 
they all start getting burnt out. And that was evident. You could start seeing that in, in the Marvel product on the big screen and on your TVs. You could start seeing that. And honestly, that's where this meltdown is coming from. Because Marvel is the top dog. Marvel's the top dog. And what happens to somebody who's at the top? They end up they end up just blowing themselves up. And they do something that starts this downward trend. And sometimes they can come back up. Sometimes they can just ride the roller coaster like a wave. But sometimes it just plummets down and it doesn't come back. Kind of like the stock market. But you see, Marvel could learn from their mistakes and work on things a little bit longer. But I don't think it does because of this. And don't get me wrong. San Diego Comic-Con is a big thing for stuff like this, for DC, Marvel, upcoming projects in the world of sci-fi and geekdom. But they're not going to be on Hall H. They're not going to release anything on Hall H this year at San Diego Comic-Con. They're just going to be on the floor. Why? Do they not have anything to show? Are they really worried about their product right now? See, them being excluded from Hall H just shows me that they that they don't have faith in their, in their product. Because if they had faith in their product, they would come out there. They would come out there and say, oh, yeah, this is what's going on. This is what, what we're doing. Last time they were at Hall H, we saw Chateau, um, how do you say his name? Chateau Ojafor, I believe, who played um, the High Evolutionary. We saw him in complete costume show up. That during the Guardians panel, that was amazing. But we're not going to get that this year at San Diego Comic Con because Marvel decided not to be included in Hall H, which is very telling. Which to me, somebody who follows movies and stuff like this, is very telling to their future because that means you're alienating your fan base now. You don't care about your fans, you don't care about the people who buy your t shirts, who buy your movies, who buy your toys, who buy your video games. They, you, you're telling me that they don't care. And honestly, it's starting to show that. And this is why Marvel's in for major meltdown. Not only from aspects of their workers, from their actors, but the mismanagement of workers with special effects to the mismanagement of releasing too many movies at once to the quality to the quantity over quality aspect of it when it should be the other way around which is quality over quantity quality should always come first in anything you do if you could do good quality and produce three or four movies at a time a year that's great but it, it seems like they're just being rushed and just because oh look we want to get this out there before somebody else does yeah, it, it it doesn't work, people. You either you either hit a home run every single time, or or you're going to, or you're going to you either hit the ball every single time, or you're going to strike out. And right now, Marvel within their last two films, well, I should say two other last three, because uh, Wakanda Forever was all right. Was. <sighs> They're striking out. They're striking out to use baseball terms. To my boy Streets, who's in the chat, um, they use baseball terms. They're striking out, and that is what hurts the most. As a comic fan, you want to see all these comic books survive. You you want to see them be up on the screen because there was times when we barely had anything. We want to see every comic book entity survive, but 
doesn't look like I, like it is. I mean, Sony's coming out with Craven the Hunter. Maybe it's good. Maybe it's Morbius. Who knows? But anyways. <laughs> but anyways, we'll go back to the chat once more tonight and see who's here. Oh, oh, Hunter is saying, not being a comic fan, it's hard for me to feel for some of these new characters. Yeah, it, it is. I mean, if you don't know their comic book backstory, the the Mr. Joe Schmo or even Hunter here, who doesn't know them, who, and Jagoda is, and Jagoda's agreeing with Hunter, unless they're a really good LOL. Yeah. He's, yeah, even Jagoda's agreeing with him. He goes, it's, he, People don't know these characters. This is why Batman keeps getting redone all the time. This is why Superman's getting redone. People know those characters. People know Iron Man. They know the Fantastic Four. They know the X-Men. I hope they do X-Men good because that would be another letdown to an entire fan base if they get that wrong. It truly would be. Now, even reading comics, I still knew Iron Man and Hulk. Yeah, why? Because they were been in popular popular culture for a few years, even before those movies. Even not reading them. See, this is what Marvel does. They take comic book characters and they're like, "Oh, look, we're now doing She-Hulk." No one really cares about She-Hulk, really. No one cares about She-Hulk. <laughs> well, in, in Thunderbolts, we're getting Hulk. No one cares that Thaddeus Ross becomes the Red Hulk. No one cares, really. No non-diehard comic fan cares about these little tidbits and stuff like that. X-Men might be their saving grace if they do it right. If they get the casting right, yes. If they get the casting and the story right, it might be their saving grace. If not, it might actually be the proverbial last nail on the coffin for that. So that's my thoughts and everything. And as always, remember, folks, Right here on the Director's Cut, I take the deep dives into the world of movies. Thanks for watching. And yeah, thanks for watching. Diving in deep with me. All the Bloodline socials are down below. As I said, bloodlinenetwork.com. Everything's down below. My stuff is down below. So check us all out. You guys, there's something for everyone on Bloodline and something for everyone on my channel too. So check those out. I do a new video every Wednesday. In fact, I have one coming out tomorrow. So check that out on my Bin Buster channel there. Until next time, remember, there is more to movies than what we see on the screen. I am Graydon, and you want to know something? Next week, we're going to spin it into the Dial of Destiny. That's right. We're going to be talking Indiana Jones next week. So I'm going to dive in into the world of Indy and take you on the deep dive of the Dial of Destiny. I'm Graydon, I'll be your guide through the history of films right here on the Director's Cut. Until next time. I'll see ya.